This is a podcast for curious readers. Welcome back, podcast people. This is Kristen here, back with episode seven of Book Pros. And this episode is our first of our book swap reviews. So if you're not sure what I'm referring to, you can go back and listen to episode three, where we set up all of our um, book swap partners and genres and, and what which books we're assigning to each other. And so this episode is all about those books that we have read that were assigned to us by one of our co-workers uh first off we have sam and bud and sam assigned bud a book called hench which is by natalie zena walshots it came out in 2020 and it's a little bit of a genre bender it's uh contemporary fiction but also has a little bit of like sci-fi magical realism superhero stuff kind of woven in so for bud who is our resident history mystery guy um it was a little bit of a stretch for him, but you'll get to hear what he thinks about it. And then you're also going to hear uh, my conversation with Bud. He assigned me a mystery uh, by Anthony Horowitz, and it's called Magpie Murders. And you'll get to hear all of what I think about that. So uh, buckle up. It's going to be interesting. Each of the book swap episodes are going to feature two or three pairs of us. And um, we... Some of us really loved the books that we got and some of us did not. So the conversations will be interesting. So we're going to start off with just me and Bud and Sam and Bud. And then in future episodes, you'll get to hear from the rest of us as well. Uh, Apologies for the audio sound, the audio quality of this intro. I am, you know, a mom at home and my daughter is on the phone with her cousin in Ireland. So it's probably not the greatest quality, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. All right, so without further ado, we will jump right in. And remember, all of the books that we mention on our podcast uh, can be found in our shop or ordered uh, online or in our shop as well. So make sure you check us out online and in store if any of these titles sound interesting to you. All right, let's get to it. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Hi. <laughs> so I drew you, and I think everybody on the staff was like, Phew, I don't have to pick a book for Bud. Because so, we all know you have definite opinions about the books you read. So I picked Hinch for you. Um, and I said in the previous podcast, I, you know, everybody knows cozy mysteries are my jam. And I didn't want to pick a cozy mystery for you because it's basically what you already read, just minus the violence. Um, and the of police. Plus the violence. Yeah. And no police dog running around behind them, you know, figuring out the clues or whatever. Um, so, and I didn't want to go middle grade because I know you read some middle grade, especially mm-hmm. the historical stuff. And I didn't go YA because I knew you you would be completely lost and hated. Well, initially, when I started this, I thought it might have been YA. Oh, okay, yeah. Because Anna, the lead character in this, is is a young she's adult. young, she's young, yeah, young adult. Yeah. So I thought, okay, this is picked because it's a YA novel. No. But, I, but I can see it definitely being a YA. We're talking about Hinch, by the way, by <laughs> so, Natalie Zena Walshots. Yes. Um, yeah, I can see it definitely minus, you know, it, it 
it does get pretty violent. I can see it on our YA shelves for sure and our YA readers reading it. Does YA but, not have violence in it? It does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you think Hunger Games where they're yeah, killing children for sport. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would easily fit on our YA yeah. shelves. I mean, we'd have to like adult content warning it a little bit. But, um, but I picked it because it's kind of that line between realism and fantasy. And I know you don't read any fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you also, I know, growing up, you would take me to the Superman movies and yeah. we watched all the James yeah. Bonds together and stuff. So I knew that you had that spy superhero interest when it came to film. So I said, well, let's try a superhero book for reading. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never... I've never read any of the Marvel, DC, not even the comics. Right. With superheroes and all that sort of stuff. But I do enjoy the movies. It's like Star Trek. I've never read the Star Trek uh, Novels. books. yeah. But I enjoy the TV shows and the movies, the same way with Star Wars. I've never... I don't know why I put off the literature aspect mm -hmm. of those, but do enjoy the visual aspects. Right, right. And I thought this book is is very, in her descriptions, it reads like you're watching a movie. Yes. Like when she's talking about yes. the, the fights between the good, and I'm using quotes, and the bad quotes, because as we learn in the book, <laughs> there's no good and bad. Yeah. Um, is very cinematic in the way she's describing the robots jumping down when, and things like yeah, that. When I, when I first got into it, I had to figure out what, what is this hinch? Right. And then it dawned on me to, if I thought of Robin Hood and his henchmen, right. that all the, all the little characters that run along behind who have no names are the henchmen. So the, hinch, the minions. The hinch. Yeah. Becomes, yeah. yeah. And then later on, she introduces characters called Meats. Right. Which are the strong arms. Right. The people who run around, you know, in the tight T-shirts. Right. Uh, right. So it's interesting the way she uses names to indicate the type of person they are. Right. Like Anna, who eventually goes to work for a Leviathan. Right. Who is the big bad. Like the really big bad. And again, bad is in book, quotes. And he turns out that he can be defeated. Shh. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I wasn't, sh I thought you would enjoy it. Yeah. If you could suspend your disbelief about the fact that there are superheroes walking amongst us in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah. The, which you, you can do a degree. The other thing it brings to mind is in all of those movies and in this book, the, the, the focus is. What about all those other people? Right. The collateral damage. Right. You know, and you see, I just saw a movie the other day, which is a real bad movie, and there's all sorts of bad guys shooting machine guns, and there's just bullets flying everywhere. Right. And people at this party just dying, and cars blowing up and things. And this makes you stop and think, what about all those people? Right. What about yeah. after they catch the good guy or the bad guy? Who gets everybody to the hospital? Who repairs Metropolis after right. it's been torn down? <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Who pays the yeah. money to rebuild all these cities that have been taken apart? Yeah. 
Yeah. And and what's interesting is Marvel, you know, going away from books for a second, Marvel and the new MCU Disney Plus shows are starting is starting to evaluate some of that. Like they have yeah. the the group, I can't think of what they're called and all the fans are going to be like, "Sam, how stupid are you?" <laughs> um that goes up in in Damage Control. They're called Damage Control. They clean up after the big battle. Oh. <laughs> and it's it's its own separate group now. But so, for those that aren't familiar with the book, let me just give a quick background. The main character is Anna. She's a total numbers nerd. She is a temp for the quote unquote bad guys in the area. She gets in, she follows one to a fight as part of her job. She gets badly injured and she's really angry about it. So she puts her numbers knowledge to work and creates this giant spreadsheet that proves that the quote unquote good guys are actually killing more people than the bad guys are. And that happens in the first few chapters, yeah. so I'm not giving much away. So it was a good guy that threw her up against a building right. and broke her bones and stuff, right. and the bad guy had took her to a hospital. Right. So it's on top of the whole action <laughs> and everything, it's a really interesting look at who we consider good guys versus who we consider bad guys, especially in worlds like DC and Marvel. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. And since my mind works in weird ways, uh-huh. <laughs> I thought of Job. Okay. <laughs> and in the book of Job, we all concentrate on, you know, the, he didn't deny God and all that. We forget the first chapter of Job. He loses his cattle farm, his sheep farm, his pig farm, his wife and all his kids right. are slaughtered. Right, so all the bad stuff happens. All that stuff happens. By the end of it, we we have totally forgotten that that <laughs> that has occurred. Right, right. So good and evil, bad, right, you know, play out in that in mysterious ways also. So, but did you enjoy it? That's the question. I, I guess. did. I I I was not put off by it. Uh-huh. It was it was interesting. Uh, the way she develops the characters and names the characters, yeah. super collider. Right. You, can, you know what he's going to do. Right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's almost a feminist touch to it at the end. Very much, yes. Because yep. one of the bad people who has been chastised, mm-hmm. a female character, takes off her cape. And puts on like a business suit. Right. But comes back and does wondrous things. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yeah. So there's also that element of underestimating people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You think of them as doing, being able to do one thing. He's the big heavy hitter. Yeah. When actually he's really smart and can control things. Yeah. um, In a business sense. Because I know there's there's a kind of love (laughs) interest-ish. Um character that we learn more about yeah well the term keeps coming up collateral damage yeah yeah and you think about collateral damage we think about it oftentimes in the terms of war conflict violence right but what's the collateral damage of not taking care of climate change exactly yeah (laughs) yeah what's the collateral damage of the actions we take or don't take and in the case of climate change, it's actions we don't take. Right, you know? right. So there's 
there is always collateral damage to what we do, one way or another. <laughs> yeah, as he holds up his cast, everybody, my father has broken his fingers. So... <laughs> In trying to do good, trying I, to fell do there, good I fell down and, and broke, broke his, my hand. And broke his hand. Yeah. So, yes. Um, I'm just sad that this is her only book. So, like, I read this. It came out in hardcover in 2020. So I read it in the summer of 2020. Um, I'm just sad that there's no follow-up because it feels like it's in a whole world that yeah. she could tell more stories in. Yeah. You know? tell something from the perspective of someone working at a hospital where all these people come in after the heroes fight. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. You know, but I, yeah, I'm hoping. I keep hoping <laughs> one day another book in the, will be announced in this world or a TV show. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that comes to my mind is when you watch one of those movies mm -hmm. and this book, at the end of the movie they have the, the trailer so it goes real slow over the lead characters, and then it says stuntmen, and there's like a hundred names. Right, and it and speeds it says, by. <laughs> yeah. all, all these characters, you know, that are, yeah. that are in there. Yeah. yeah. So this one pays attention to those people. Right. Right. Which I am sorry it, did, it didn't do. Yeah. I don't read a lot of science fiction. I read the John Sanford Saturn, Saturn right. Run. Um, I used to read a lot of science fiction. Growing up, Jules Verne, the the classics, yeah. yeah, 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 those, yeah. Well, we'll get you another. We'll find another <laughs> kind of real world set fantasy <laughs> that you might enjoy. That's not too far off from, yeah, from normal things. Maybe some Margaret Atwood. That's not really Ooh. fantasy per se. It's, it's <laughs> dystopian, <laughs> dystopian coming true. The Handmaid's, um, Handmaid's Tale, yeah. It's unfortunately some people's fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> and others is going to be historical fiction soon. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll, we'll figure we'll out. look. Yeah. So, great. Thanks, Dad. Sure. Glad to read it. it. I do recommend it. It is an interesting book. I loved it. I loved it when I read it. Yeah. Okay. And now for the conversation with me and Bud talking about Magpie Murders by Anthony Horowitz. All right. Well, I have to say, bud, I loved Magpie Murders. <laughs> I was so excited when you got my name. And when you picked Magpie Murders, I was like, yes. <laughs> it, it's an older one. And it's the other ones that are by him have similar titles. But they're not sequels. Yeah, I always thought they were. No. And I'm kind of bummed that they're not, actually. The, the ones that follow that have an interesting twist to them. He's a character in his own books. Yes. And he's an author in his own books. Yeah. And he's following this detective Hawthorne around, trying to get okay. ideas and plot ideas and how to, you know, he's using him as the model detective for is, his mystery books. Is that the Moonflower Murders? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I always thought that, they went together. The, the red cover throws you off too, because yes. they both have red covers and they very yeah. similar titles and yeah. stuff. But they're not. This one I think is a standalone. I don't know if he's done any others like this. Yeah, I I loved it. I even I I took it with me over to Ireland because I had started yeah. reading it here and I hadn't finished it and I was like, well, I'm just gonna take it with me. So I took it with me and I finished it over in Ireland and then I gave it to my mom because I was like. 
you because she loved Agatha Christie growing up and yeah. she loves that kind of she was never a big Poirot fan but she loved just like the straight Agatha Christie uh, mysteries and I was like you need to read this mom you will love it it's really good <laughs> yeah. I I yeah I just I loved it I was because at some point, like you were saying, it starts off, you start off in the, like, for lack of a better word, real world with the Susan Ryland yeah. character, the editor, editor. Yeah. <laughs> the editor of the novel. And then, and then she, like, um, drops this little bit of bait for you in the very first chapter. And then you switch to the actual manuscript of the um, mystery itself. Yeah. Which I got so into that I forgot <laughs> that you were reading a book. That I was, a book. yeah, that I was reading the book inside the book, and that there was yet another mystery that was intertwined with this and going to still happen later in the book. <laughs> so that when I got to the last chapter of the book within a book, and then the next chapter is her saying like, "We don't have the last chapters of the book. Like you don't find out. We don't. Know you get right to the point where the novel detective is like, "I know everything." <laughs> And then it jumps to, and we don't have the last chapters of the book. And you're like, what? <laughs> it, it's like the, the, a, a comment in those genres. The detective has gathered all the suspects in a room. Yeah. And he starts to lay out and the break, commercial break. <laughs> exactly. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like the, the cliffhanger and then you never, and then that's just it. Yeah. And then you start on the second mystery that's happening within the copy editor's life and trying to unravel all that. And I'm, I don't want to give away <laughs> the end of either story. She wants to go story. talk to the author. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I want... Yeah. I don't want to give away either of the two <laughs> stories. So I'm, like, trying to be really careful about what I say. But, like, I loved that, like, the book within the book is, like, a classic whodunit mystery. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a classic old-school whodunit mystery. But then the outer mystery is more of a contemporary, like modern mystery. A little bit a of little a psychological bit, thriller. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I just, I loved it so much. Because yeah. it was like a little bit of everything that I love about mysteries. It was, oh, it was so good. But I hated Alan Conway. <laughs> I hated Alan Conway. Well, isn't it interesting? An author can write characters so vividly that you can hate them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he just... Yeah, he just annoyed the crap out of me. <laughs> Especially when they put in that... The um, chapter of the... His book that he always wanted to get... What was it called? The Slide? Or the... It was called like the slide or something, and it was yeah. almost like a science fiction type thing, and that's what he wanted to be able to write, but it was horrible. Yeah, like really bad. And he was so his whole life he was so mad that he was making that he was successful off of these mystery novels that he hated writing because he what he really wanted to write nobody wanted to read. <laughs> like I can kind of sympathize with it a little bit, but also yeah. it just you wonder me off. some of the. Some authors who put out like a book a month, practically, yeah, you know, or a book every six months, and even get co-authors to help them do that. Yes, are they really happy with what they're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I, same plot over and over and over and over. Yeah, like I can, I sympathize with that because I'm sure as a creative person, you don't want to just write the same yeah. story a bunch of different times. But 
I was so irritated by him and just his his personality and attitude yeah. towards everybody. I just wanted to slap well, him. Well, <laughs> Anthony Horowitz is great at at character development. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't have too many characters. That's the other reason I picked this one is because it 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 has enough characters to keep you interested, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have like thirty or forty. Yeah. You know, where you tried to sort the characters out and stuff like that. Yes. I also liked when Sam and I were talking about cozy mysteries, she was saying one of the um one of the rules of cozy mysteries is that the the murderer has to be introduced within the first however many chapters, three yeah. chapters or something like that. Because I do when I do read mysteries, I get frustrated sometimes when you get to the end and there's all of a sudden this just there's like new, character. new tangential <laughs> character that you never really saw and all of a sudden like it's them, and you're like, well, yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> if the butler's going to do it, let's meet the butler to begin with. Yeah, 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 yeah. and then try to unravel everything. Yeah. I really, yeah, so I really liked that in this book, too, because it was very much like the character, like, you, you, there were a lot of different characters, but they were all important to the story. Yeah. They, there weren't any that were kind of like, they show up, like, it wasn't like a maid who walked into the room one time in a chapter and then later everything is pinned on her. You, you slowly discover new things about him as you go along. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It was really, really good. And I was just reading, they're making this, I guess this fall or this winter, it's going to be one of the Masterpiece Mystery. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh. On PBS. I'm so excited. There is another book with a similar thing, a book within a book mystery, and I can't think what it is. That they're making so into a like style. a masterpiece, yeah. masterpiece theater thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a. I. I mean, I love anything masterpiece theater. I love their. Yeah. Their dramas and I love the mysteries and I'll yeah. I'll watch anything that they that they make. But I was really excited because as I was like I finished the book and then I wanted to like read a little bit more about it and I just did like a general Google of magpie murders and the the first thing that came up was masterpiece mystery and I was like. I'm gonna have to see if Anthony Horowitz is going to be one of the writers on it. Oh, that's a good question. He's written a lot of masterpieces. That's right. You said foils. Yeah, you said foils war and yeah, yeah, a bunch of other things. So I love all those. He is a TV writer yeah. as well as the, the right. books and such. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I loved it. I'm trying to think what I. Oh, and I, I'm going to go back to why I hate Alan Conway. <laughs> There's a character in the book, not a real person. Yeah, the character. Yeah, if your name happens to be Alan Conway, I'm not talking about you in real life. The the writer of the book within a book in the story. This is going to be confusing to talk about. He, at one point, they talk about how he drew his inspiration from um, Ben Kingsley's portrayal of Gandhi or something. And he just kind of like completely lifted... (laughs) <laughs> all of that and just made it Atticus Pund? Is it Pund? I was, I was saying Pund. Yeah. Is it Pund? Yeah. It has the umlaut above the U, so I don't actually yeah. know how to pronounce that. But how they just, he like physically just took him and his story in Schindler's List. I, what did I say? Gandhi. Gandhi. No, not Gandhi. In Schindler's List. His yeah. character in Schindler's List. That's what he took. And um, just like lifted it and just made him the... Uh, like made that the skeleton of the character in the yeah. book, and the way he talked about it, I was just like, "You are such." A... <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed like such a lazy, and he didn't even try to 
make it his own. I don't know. I just had well, a problem. You're really with... not sure if the book within a book <laughs> isn't plagiarism. Yeah. From one of his students too. You know that that yes. plays into the mystery. Did he really write this? Well, I also thought then because the two so the two mysteries there's the so the mystery within the mystery of the Lord Pi of Pi Hall and his sister. Yeah. For a while there in the middle, I thought his sister was writing the books and he was just <laughs> taking credit for it. For a short little bit of time in yeah. the middle, I was thinking like, well, maybe that's possible. Maybe maybe she's <laughs> yeah. writing it and he's taking that's the why credit. It's a mystery. Yeah, and then and then that is mirrored again in the outer mystery with Alan Conway and his like you're never sure cuz he has a sister who and then you're like, well, okay, is this she really loves him, but he's such a prick that, like, does she, is her memory right? Or, like, what's her deal? And is she, like, because she does a lot of work for him. Yeah. And then it talks also about how in his library he has every Agatha Christie novel and every, so, like, he just yeah. reads them and pick, <laughs> pick, like, cherry picks things from them and puts them into his stories. Yep. Which, in a way, I guess, like, everybody is doing that as they're writing, too. Like, you're taking inspiration from people. But it just seemed so disingenuous as a, of a way to, like, write a story. But he had such hatred for his own characters and his own series that he was just, like, I don't know. He just he just made me so mad. But, uh, but the, it was such a good story. And I don't want to give anything away yeah. of, like, what happens. But, oh, my God, it was so good. I'm so it glad is. you recommend it. I think you'll, if you're looking for mysteries, you know, they're good beach reads. Yes. I mean, we're getting out of the beach read season, but mm -hmm. they're, they're, you know, they're, yeah. they're good. They're good writing. And I, I hate yeah. these, you know, we see a lot of books that aren't particularly, well, each person has their own I like and I don't like, you know, yeah. stuff, but uh which is why this experiment was fun yeah, to have, it, it make is. everybody it, it get you into reading things that you normally don't read. But the quality of the writing, I think, pervades yeah. the genre. Yeah. And that's that's in this case, you know. It's like I just finished one that's a history book and I love history books. And so it's a it's a it's a good history book. It's thoroughly researched and it's very boring. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It for the, for the true history person who just likes to read you know footnoted history books it'd be wonderful yeah for the average person who just wants to learn a little bit about history no it yeah it kind of makes it more like a textbook than a yeah than like a book that you would want to yeah. sit down and read yeah which is not my thing either yeah <laughs> but I, I will say too this made me more recently i've been reading the mysteries that I have read are more of the like more modern psychological mystery, but I'm this book made me want to go back and read some of the more classic, like go back and read some more Agatha Christie or like go yeah. back and read some more. Like, are there any other you read more mystery than I do? So like aside from Magpie Murders, like now I also want to read Moonflower Murders, obviously. Yeah. But are there what other ones would you would you say? Because like I tend to read. A little bit more of the like, yeah, like the girl on the train in the window across the street from the yeah. guy who. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I I haven't really found any recently that I enjoyed. I just finished a Baldacci, which is just a it's a typical Baldacci. Mm -hmm. and the one we've got uh, the the six twenty train one. It, they're good. They're entertaining. Um, What's that one that you have a staff pick for? It's like eight 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 lives or not? What is it called? It's blue. It has blue letters. 
Eight Perfect Murders. Thank you, oh, Sam. Oh, Eight Perfect Murders. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that's that a good? good one. I don't even remember who the author is. Um, I just can picture the cover. We'll, I'll look it up. We'll look it up and we'll put it on the... Yeah, it's a person we'll who likes to, to read notes. mystery books. And then once he figures out, you know, oh, yeah. this looks like an interesting plot, he decides to uh, redo the murder. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Like I, I want to, I want to go back and read some more just like straight mystery, less psychological thriller. Cause I feel yeah. like that's, I've, I've read enough of them now where it's kind of like, I don't know. It just seems, uh, repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. But so now I want to go back and read, like reread some Agatha Christie <laughs> and like read other stuff. Yeah. Some of the other mysteries I've read recently some of them kind of are like that but i mystery is one that i kind of like dip my toe into every once in a while yeah yeah i don't typically like just read a lot of mystery so no but moonflower murders is going to be my next one on my list and then probably eight perfect murders <laughs> and then <laughs> and then i'll just keep asking you for more recommendations well, the, the other genre i like reading is history which is also contemporary yeah you know, historical fiction. Same, yeah. Um, that's a that to me. That's an entertaining way to learn history. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not the pedantic, yeah, scholarly textbook stuff, like the one we have now. The switchboard soldiers is just a fascinating story. Yeah, uh, and it's written as historical fiction, but it's really history. But it's yeah, re yeah. well researched. Yeah. Like historical fiction. There are a couple that I've read in the last, I don't know, five or six years yeah. that I just think like I learned more reading a historical fiction book that I did in some of my like college courses on different history <laughs> yes. things just because it's just a yes. different way. And the, the nonfiction, the history that I like to read is more like a narrative kind of history, like yeah. like an Eric Larson or a, um, the guy that the. That guy. The guy that her does. hands are moving. Yeah. <laughs> For those listening, her hands are moving. <laughs> uh, is it is it Nathan Philbrick? Or... Yeah, Nathan yeah. Philbrick. Yeah. Um, and then who who's the guy that wrote like the Wright Brothers? Oh, McCulloch. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some yeah, and some of the like I like who reading. Who passed those. recently? Oh no, yeah. did he? I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, that's a shame. No, he's he's got a a large writing collection. Yeah. Of just really good books. Yeah. Interesting stories. Yeah. So thank you for making me read Mag My Murders because <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, yeah. great. I'm glad you did. All right. Awesome. From the people who sell you actual books in a real life indie bookshop comes a podcast all about books and the love of reading. So subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Aaron's Books.